Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me, Zaslow Show 2.0. My pal Joey Levin joining me here as always as we will recap the big stories the week that was in pro wrestling, WWE, AEW. How about this, Joey? Impact Wrestling is coming to Pembroke Pines next weekend, Winter Warfare, Friday and Saturday night. It's right here in Pembroke Pines. I'm going to go on Friday night. I'm going to take my son. Those guys are, shout out to Ross. Those guys are setting me up there at Impact. I'm going to go watch their show. Uh, We got a few pairs of tickets that we're going to give away for Impact Wrestling today. So uh, keep listening. I'll tell you coming up. I'll tell you exactly how you can win those. But 
I got three pairs of tickets courtesy of the guys there at Impact Wrestling. So if you've been looking to go to the show coming up this next weekend, Pembroke Pines, very close to me. I got a few pairs of tickets we can give away. We're going to send some folks to see Impact Wrestling, which, uh, like I said, Winter Warfare, supposed to be a big show, Ticketmaster.com. Very affordable, by the way, all right? So Ticketmaster.com, if you're looking to check that show out. How you doing this week? You all right? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty jealous because I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in Austin, Texas, Friday and Saturday, so I can't go to the show. You would go otherwise. I, hey, I... I'm assuming FTR is going to be on that show, right? That makes it worth the price of admission. They're the oh, Impact okay. Tag Team Champions. Okay. So um, that that makes it worth it just there. But also, you know, now after listening to Brian Myers, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins. He was great, on right? Show I had him on my 0, show. I, he was great. I got it. I mean, not that I wasn't a fan of him before, but like now I got to root for him. I mean, he was I, good, you know, right? Yeah, he's great. Dude, you know, I was like, I w- there's parts of me that wish, like, y- you listen to successful people. And it's not like, look, Brian Myers is great. It's not like he's the most successful wrestler in the history of wrestling. But it shows you how obsessive you have to be to be successful and stuff like that. Like, when you were talking to him about, uh, like, does he ever get burnt out on watching wrestling? And he's like, no, I'm psychotic. I'll just yeah. watch wrestling all the time. Yeah, and It's like, yeah, you kind of have to be to, like, continue to, when you're not the most talented or you're not the best. How do you continue to stay relevant? He watches everything. He's just like, like I don't oh. envision. I don't envision in his free time the tribal chief is sitting at home, re, you know, watching right. watching other mad. I don't imagine that that's what's happening in Roman Reigns' household, right? Yeah, probably not. But that's my point. Is like when you're Brian Myers and you just you've your whole career has been a fight to stay relevant. It makes sense. He's like, I gotta know everything that's going on at all times because I run a I run a wrestling school. I do a wrestling podcast. I'm on the indies. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do all these things. It he's got to watch it all. He's got to stay up on it. It's awesome. I mean, if you miss I, if you miss Brian Myers on Zazlo Show 2.0 this week, you can go back. You can check out the podcast. I think it was Thursday show. He joined me, but also uh, the whole interview is up there on uh, YouTube.com/slash at Zazlo Show. So you can yeah. check that out. I think we're gonna have Bully Ray on the show. This yeah. week leading up to Impact's Winter Warfare. So I'm looking forward to talking. To yeah, him. You, you can't. I mean, you can't go wrong with him. I mean, that guy, he not only is he great, but his his pulse on the industry is always very good. So but yeah, I'm like my timing is just not great with these trips. So this week I was in D.C. for work and Raw's in D.C. on Monday. So I'm just oh. missing that. And then I'm going to Austin on Thursday. Dynamite's in Austin on Wednesday. Oh, my timing with work shit is is killing me right now. Oh, I, I missed two, and this dynamite show next week. We'll talk about it. it looks like it looks like a pay per view. It's crazy. So, uh, by the way, shout out my pals at Johnny Cuba. You like my hat? All right, Hell yeah. Juan Myra set me up with some gear. Johnny Cuba, go grab yourself a Johnny. Uh, you can pick it up. Sedano's, Win Dixie, Presidente. They got special six pack cans right now throughout this holiday season. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. All right, so let's uh. Let's begin the week, man. So Raw on Monday night, which, of course, is the first show. It's the recap show, essentially, from Survivor Series War Games. The show opens up with Becky Lynch, all right? Becky Lynch, the man, opens up the show. I loved this segment, Joey. I loved this segment. She, uh, Becky, first of all, is phenomenal on the microphone. She's been great for years on that mic. And, you know, if there was any doubt as to whether or not the man is back, you know, she she's the man of the people where she decides, OK, I'm going to I'm going to do this entire first segment in the crowd, you know, which is always a little bit dangerous. You got a live yeah. mic in the crowd. You, you know, 
you know, I, during the Attitude Era, you got to have your head examined. You go into the crowd with a live microphone, you know. Things yeah. are not quite the same 25 years later, but still, it's a little bit dicey. Yeah, it's dicey. And- remember, remember when CM Punk was in the crowd and he knocked that dude out? I think he uh, it was like probably almost, what was it, probably like 10 years ago almost now. But still, that's way after the Attitude Era, and he still – the fans were aggressive and you had to like turn around and like, like strike again. And you know, it was completely unexpected because she didn't have any security standing there with her. It was not planned. Maybe she planned it, but it was not. Well, I was going to ask you that because I was, what, what I was wondering about it was, do you think that the guys that she like picked were like, there was any reason or she just looked around and was like, I'm just going to talk to this guy. No, I think she's that good on the microphone. I think she's that comfortable. Uh, She's out there with Bob who I thought was was a nice little uh, addition to the opening segment. Bob the other here. guy, uh, Zachary, he was weird. I a kept, little too anxious. A little he, too he anxious. Was, I kept saying, hey, buddy, how about you move over a little bit? Get yeah. off the screen. All right, you, you're ruining this. Bob, though, I liked. I thought, although it's it's that thing that I'll, I talk about this on Zazzle Show 2.0 all the time. Bob was like obsessed with recording the whole thing on his phone. Just be in the moment, man. You're never going to get this opportunity the rest of your life. You're probably recording raw at home, all right? You're going to have it right there. You could save it on your DVR forever. You don't need to be fiddling around with the phone the whole time. Be on yeah. the show with Becky Lynch, you know? That's true. I forgot that he was recording, so it definitely yeah. wasn't a plan. It he was, was definitely just like a regular dude. just recording it. Like, be in, live in the now, man. You're never going to get this opportunity. Hey, to get maybe, maybe, maybe Bob has a wrestling podcast, and he was on IG Live to his followers. Like, look, guys, I'm with Becky Lynch right now. Maybe, I will t- maybe Bob had a reason. I will tell you, though, so, so then, you know, Bailey comes out and, and I will tell you for the first time in a long time, uh, I thought Bailey felt important again. That's going to happen when Becky Lynch has got a back and forth going with you. But Bailey was really great in that spot. Also, Bob sucks. Don't talk about Bob that way. You know, that that back <laughs> and forth, great. that was that Bob. was really good stuff. And uh, I think we talked about this after war games where, OK, give me give me some Becky and Bailey, you know. Let's have Bailey feel important again. She's had one feud since she came back. She lost it to Bianca Belair. What are we going to do now? Okay, throw Becky in a program right away with Bailey, and let's see if we can get Bailey feeling like a top contender again. So I really dug this opening segment. Yeah, I I liked it too. Um, there are moments when Bailey's talking where I feel like the crowd starts to tune out. Um, but when she's with Becky, it's going to be good. But there have been moments where I've noticed where it's damage control in the ring and the crowd just seems to not be totally reacting the way you'd want. Like you with Bailey, she's a huge heel. You want like nuclear heat, like where like they hate her and they kind of don't. I think they want to like her almost like I think people like Bailey and there's just times where it seems like the crowd is not totally into it. But they're obviously into this because of Becky. So it's fine. Yeah. And it's going to be good, and the matches will be great whenever yeah. they whenever they fight each other. And you can't you can never you can never go wrong with a brawl out into the. You know what I love about the brawl out into the concourse is how do the fans in the concourse know that there's going to be a there's a there's a obviously separation of fans and where the fight's happening. How did those fans know there's going to be a brawl in the concourse? Well, I, th- I think you probably have the cameramen who are chilling there for a little bit, and you know somebody says, yeah. "Hey, let's let's hang around. Let's see what develops here." Because something's about to happen. Uh, I dug that whole segment. It was yeah. fun. I didn't think it overstayed its welcome. 
I thought it was a fun way to kick off the show. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that Triple H has been really good at since he took over is, yes, obviously the show started with, I guess, a promo from Becky, but that opening segment hasn't been promo heavy anymore. They've really gotten right to the action, which I like. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think I like to we'll, – I mean, we'll get into it that I think it's – pretty clear now like i think we we talked we la- we talked about either last week or the week before is like where is damage control are they on raw or are they on smackdown i thought damage cl- had a really good really good week by the way yeah they're they're clearly on both and that's great i yep. mean you know they're that they if, if we're gonna have women's factions there's only one real top one there's only really one right now so they might as well be on both shows they have the women's titles that are on both shows, so they might as well be on both. And that, I think I love Dakota Kai, so that's great seeing her twice a week, too. Yeah, I, I think Damage Control had a really good week. I've always really liked Dakota Kai, especially this, like, hot mess gimmick of Dakota Kai. She had a really good night last night on SmackDown, too, where just, you know, she even when she's not talking and she's in the background there, she's, yeah, she's like this weird, like... She uh, feels involved in everything, yeah. you know? Like, you're, you're yeah. right. Like, I can't take my eyes off her. Her facial expressions, her body movement. She she's got something to say in the back about everything. Yeah. I, I think she's done. Uh, she was a real big time player this week. I thought I really enjoyed. Yeah, I think even she, though she lost on Monday night, which I was a little disappointed about. I guess they kind of felt like they needed to get Candice LeRae a win. She hasn't done anything in a really long time. Uh, but based on the way I felt about Dakota Kai when she came out last night, even it's like I didn't really care that she lost to Candice LeRae. So that's that's a sign that you know what Dakota Kai is doing is working. Yeah, I'm not that that Candice LeRae. I like Candice LeRae. She's fine. She's good. Fine. She's she, she's good in the ring. She's never had a great character that I've like fallen in love with. Other than the whole like she was she kind of is Johnny Gargano without being as good. Like she's on the Indies for a long time. Great wrestler. Now she's in the big time, whatever. But uh, it was weird that I, I mean yeah I guess that makes sense. They needed to get her a win. But yeah, it's fine. I mean they're still they're still the tag champs. They're still on both shows. They're still in the biggest faction. So that it, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for her to lose. The big story of the night, of course, is is KO, the bloodline, all that. Before we get to that, though, when is the Alexa Bliss turn coming? Alexa Bliss, she's in the back. Like, it's Bianca and Asuka, I think, as well, Mm -hmm. and Alexa. You saw the Bray thing. And you got the Bray logo, which which pops up momentarily on the screen behind Alexa, and she kind of falls into a trance, and she's not really paying attention anymore. And, you know, so when is the Alexa, like, it's... It's happening, right? It's going to happen. This isn't for nothing. She's eventually going to join Bray Wyatt. Yeah, but also the what she said was interesting too. Uh, like she she was like she lost focus. Yeah. And then she said, "Oh yeah, yeah, Becky was a good idea." Like or, it's or, almost like she resents that they felt like they had to bring in Becky or something. Like that, that's I what thought I, she said something like, yeah, everything Bianca just said. Bianca, like, I thought that's what she said. Yeah, Maybe and, but really she sure. mentioned Becky, too. She mentioned okay. like, oh, yeah, 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 Becky. It was a great idea calling Becky or whatever, like something like that. It was something like like a throwaway line, but where I was like, huh. It's so, interesting because I thought at the end of War Games, too, when they were all standing there, the five women, and they were celebrating. I thought Alexa looked kind of detached. So maybe that was uh, a little yeah, bit more shadowing. But I, I mean, I think it's yeah, I think that they're clearly teasing that she's going to do something with Bray or be back with Bray. But I thought also coming out of War Games, it was going to be Nikki Cross and Nikki Cross wasn't on TV this week. So I don't know what that she was momentary. Oh, no. What? No, you're right. She wasn't on TV this week. No, I guess I don't they think have she what, was. what is it? Is she nursing injuries? Is that what we're probably, doing? Probably. Probably. I mean, that they all got to be still nursing injuries. I mean, Raw, by the way. It, I don't 
think I noticed it on SmackDown, but on Raw, Bailey was like noticeably limping really badly. Like it, she didn't look like she could walk. I'm surprised that she even was like physical at all. Well, and she they made like they move. made note that Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair are not cleared to wrestle. Right. Yeah. So they maybe didn't say it about anyone else, but they said it about those two. Yeah, it's possible that Nikki is not, and they just didn't bring it up because she wasn't booked on either show. I think probably you also don't want a character like Nikki who's kind of crazy. You don't want it to seem like she could be held back by a doctor. You know, <laughs> I guess that's fair. I, I guess think that's that, fair. That's probably a little bit of what you're doing. Hey, she's if, not clear to compete. Well, she's crazy. Like, who cares? Yeah, but if Raquel Rodriguez can break, break can wrestle with a snapped elbow, then anyone can wrestle. So the big story of Raw, though, is, all right, it's the reaction show, essentially, to War Games. Roman Reigns is not there, but it was it, it was it was the bloodline and celebrating Sammy and uh, just welcoming him, essentially, as not just an honorary member. I mean, they, they were giving Sammy his flowers. He's the guy. Uh, and then Kevin Owens comes out. We're waiting for this. This is the big story. So KO comes out, not even angry. I thought he was going to be like super angry with Sammy. And they went a totally different track than I figured they would, which was he was super complimentary of Sammy. I'm glad the whole world is seeing what I've seen for years now. I'm not even mad at you, but we're no longer friends anymore. I'm done with you. I thought it was an interesting yeah. way to go about it because I didn't expect that. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed type mm -hmm. of type of type of gimmick and it yeah i think i mean it's it, i think it makes sense um i i know what i think they're gonna fight at mania i think it's gonna be ko and sammy at me i just feel like that's that's where we're headed i'm like, so I, much more interested in ko versus sammy at mania than if they were to do what's also rumored i guess ko and sammy versus the usos at mania I, oh. i'm so much more in i'm maybe we get it at royal rumble although, well i think we're getting ko roman at rumble i hope so you know so if That's we get ko like. and roman at royal rumble and i, I think ko the, and sammy at wrestlemania yeah i think this next month or so like so he fought jay uso I think this next couple months leading up to rumble is going to be they got a lot of time to build this up we yeah no i mean it's going to be december it's going to be him beating everyone in the bloodline right it's going to be him beat now he'll fight either jimmy or solo and then eventually it'll be one of these things where like the bloodline can't get rid of ko so now the tribal chief has to jump in and take care of it do you read into it at all that and they started this last week okay do you read into it at all and wwe's been really good about this kind of stuff they don't say things and they don't do things anymore that are not with purpose and michael cole about a week ago and he continued that this week is back to calling Jey Uso main event Jey Uso. Yeah, I brought that up. I mean, remember I brought that up during that uh, tag match that they had where he just randomly slipped it in. They haven't called him main event Jey Uso in Jey Uso called, and this this week Jey Uso called himself main event Jey Uso. So you you think that's purposeful? I think there's something to it, yeah. I and I also, I also think there's something to the fact that Jey Uso lost his singles match this week and Sami Zayn won his singles match this week. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I mean? It's like okay. who, because in the storyline context of the bloodline, that those things matter to the tribal yeah. chief. Yeah, you got to win. Yeah. The bloodline is dominant. You have to win matches if you're going to be the in the bloodline. If we're going to be the best faction in the history of the sport, you can't lose matches, especially to you know you can't lose to Kevin Owens if you're and main I don't event think, I don't think they're going to forget 
about Jey Uso saying, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says. I know. I don't, I don't I, think we're going to forget agree. about that. The, I don't think the tribal chief doesn't forget about these things. These because are all they things. called back this week also. It was on SmackDown last night, but they called back where Jimmy asked Jay, have you confronted Sammy about him lying to your face? Yes. Yeah. There's, there's a really, you know, this is the brilliance of the bloodline, even to this point, right? Coming out of Survivor Series, it's like, all right, everything's great with the bloodline. They're the strongest they've ever been. What's going to happen with Roman? But the the brilliance of it has been that there's all these little wrinkles that keep happening, right? And if you and so, like you mentioned, last night they had that little backstage thing where that last night on SmackDown where Jimmy asks Jay, "Have you confronted him about it?" And then we don't really get a resolution to that conversation because they get attacked by Sheamus. Uh, but there's a couple other things that so one is they have this new thing. They come out the four of them without Roman. And Jay Uso or Jimmy, one of the one or the other says the bloodline is in your city. Yeah, like, like they're like their face, like they're clearly faces, right? Well, well, how about the way Jimmy and Jay were reacting the entire match outside with Sammy versus right. Sheamus? They were behaving like they but the other thing that's interesting that's been interesting to me on Raw and SmackDown. In, during the entrance and in the ring, Solo doesn't hold up the one anymore. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I think people are looking too into that. I don't think there's. But he there. looks. He looks. Here's the thing. I know there probably isn't. He looks very annoyed by that's everything his character. that's going on. That's his. That, yeah, he, but he, he didn't has know his no personality. That's his but, character. Yeah, but for the first few weeks that he was in the bloodline, when they brought him up, he was like Sammy's guy. Like he was always with Sammy. They were always doing things together. He was backing Sammy up. Yeah. Like, and now it's almost like Sammy's the third. Did Uso he brother, used to hold up but, the one? Yeah, during the entrance, at least. Yeah, and now he just stands there with his arms crossed. He doesn't wear the and colors. Then, yep, and when they hugged Sammy on Raw, he was like hesitant to hug yeah, them. Yeah, and then, I, and then I, th- I, this week they did the, and then on SmackDown they did the three-way uh, handshake. Yeah, and Solo's just kind of looking at him like, "What? Like, what's this shit? Like, so what am you, I doing?" You think here? he's like, uh, he's upset that Sammy's now the younger brother? I think that's what they're implying. Right. I think that's what they want you to think. Like, I, I agree with you. Yeah, you I don't may, think there's anything there. I, 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 think th- I think they're doing that to get us to read more okay. into it than there probably is. But they're definitely, that's definitely different than what it was before. Because people like, are talking about that, by the way. He's wearing a different color. He doesn't put up the one. He doesn't go hug them. And then KO's music hits, which was a really cool scene. I, he He's not into the fun and games now. I, I just... I think people are looking into it too much. I think that's his character. He's super serious. He doesn't have wasn't. personality. That, that, he just wants to kick the shit out of people. But but people are looking into it because it wasn't his character. You know, it, it, up until now, that wasn't he did hold up the one. What could he possibly have to be upset about? Uh I, I all don't know. he cares about is the bloodline winning. And right now they're winning, right? Like, what could he possibly be upset well, about? You know, again, there's so many layers to the whole bloodline, like storyline, that he is there. But but remember, Solo was not brought in by Roman. Solo was sent by the elders to protect the bloodline, to be the enforcer of the bloodline. Good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Solo, you know, while Solo is loyal to the bloodline and loyal to the tribal chief, he's only loyal because the elders told him to. What if the elders? What if the elders get frustrated? What if? What if there's a more important Oos coming back Uh for Mania? Uh oh. You know. Uh What if there's a more important member of the bloodline coming back that Solo is waiting on? I don't know. I'm just you know. So 
So KO, KO. It's all good the, shit. That's what you know. It's it all is, good shit. It's all good. I love all the questions, man. I love not knowing. Uh, KO defeats main event Jey Uso in the last match of the night. Uh, do we read anything into it? I, I guess I guess you think that there's something there where Roman, who who was not on SmackDown either, Roman is going to be angry that Sammy is representing the bloodline. But which, by the way, Sammy won last night with help from Jay Uso, right? And mm-hmm. and and that Jay is not representing the bloodline going out there and losing to Kevin Owens. So maybe Roman's going to be like, let me take care of this fool myself, and they're going to fight again at Royal Rumble. I think well, their I, match, which was fantastic, I think that was two Royal Rumbles ago, right? Yeah, well, I think, mm, yes, or I Paul believe Heyman so. couldn't open yeah. the US total botch, but, 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 but I think, yeah, I think, well, I, I also think KO will beat solo before rumble i think he may even potentially fight jimmy like i think ko is just going to run through the bloodline and then that's what's going to lead roman to be like i thought i was done with this at at survivor series you guys can't take care of it so i'll take care like that kind of something like that roman and ko are going to fight at the rumble see i'm hoping my hope is i want ko to win the royal rumble uh, but he can't fight well, Roman at Royal Rumble and then win the Rumble because it's like, all right. Well, I have, I, just, well, I have, I have, I have something on that in Big Dirt or not a Big Dirt. Okay, because so we it's can like talk about it now. We could get into no, it now. No, we save could it, get, save it, okay. save it. But, but like my initial thought is he can't lose to Roman because if he fights Roman at Royal Rumble as opposed to WrestleMania, he's losing. All right, so we can't mm-hmm. lose to Roman at Royal Rumble and then win the Royal Rumble and say, hey, guess what? See you again in two months. That's yeah, weird. No, you can't right. do that. No. If he's fighting him at Rumble, that means they are not setting it up for those guys to fight yeah. at Mania. Um, but no, I do have more on that. Okay, what, good. Hang what's on. What's rumored it. for that later on. Okay. Uh, hang on but to it. but I think it's fine. I mean, I, I think while it would be cool for if KO was gonna if they wanted KO to be the one to beat God, Roman, I so badly it, want him to be the it one. It would make sense for it. Well, it would have to be at Mania, first of all. It, yes. it couldn't happen at Rumble. So if it happened, if, you know. That means if it was going to happen at Mania, they wouldn't do anything leading up. But I, it, I don't know. Also, I, it, it it's also like it's a long Rumble, time. But, but if it, I also think if they were, if they were going to set it up for Mania, then they then it's too early. It's they would so they would have from now. They would have waited. They probably would have waited till after the Rumble. Like the way they're setting up this Bloodline KO thing now, there's so much time to build to to Mania. I mean, maybe KO we get Roman to a Mania. place where Bloodline kicks the shit out of KO. He's off TV for a month and a half. Well, he is reportedly still like kind of nursing that injury that he had. That I mean, I that's how you like buy yourself spine. time, you know. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible, but it sounds like yeah, anything's possible. And like Brian Myers said, seventy-five to eighty percent of the dirt sheets are bullshit. So right. um, it's possible that none of what they're saying that the rumors are real. But it sounds like they're leaning towards you know Roman and and KO at, at Rumble. So. You got anything else on Raw? Because I'm ready to move on to SmackDown. I think those are the main points for Raw, uh, There's right? a couple things. OC, so we had the Mia Yim-Rhea match that we were uh, wondering Mi about, Chin, right? Mi Chin. Mi Chin. Uh, Mi Chin wins. I, I believe she wins. And then and then the OC comes out. I forgot exactly how it happened. Then the OC, then the Judgment Day. No, Rhea won. Rhea, Rhea, Rhea got the, the pin. Pump handle slam and she got the pin. She won. No, no. She won the tag match. Oh, She got the okay. pump handle slam and she, the, the, the rip or rip yeah. tied or whatever it's called um and she so but then then both factions come out uh, aj styles says i thought this was over at survivor series 
but apparently not. So let's end this now. Then they have their Survivor Series match. Right. Rhea right, gets right. the win. Right. Yeah, I thought it's over, but then Corey Graves says something to the effect of, I don't think this is close to over. So I guess we're well, I, I listen, guess this- the more the more Rhea, uh, the better. She she's an MVP. She yeah. is phenomenal. By the way, shout out to Rhea Ripley's outfit at Survivor Series War Games because that's the stuff. Yeah, she did. Like. She did an interview re- I, recently that I was I either read or whatever that she was like talking about how she can now like show off her tattoos and stuff. Whereas in a past m- management, she she had to like cover up the that stuff. I've had before. her on Zazzle Show 2.0 before. Really nice girl, and she's made a point how. Uh, just how comfortable she is in her own skin now that she used yeah. to like five years ago, you go look at what she looked like five years ago at NXT. Yeah, she's long to what hair she looked like now, hair. like she thought she had to be like your quintessential pretty girl. Look, I think she's still gorgeous right now, yeah. but now she's more along the lines of, I can look however I want, show my tattoos and like yeah. super comfortable with herself. Uh, yeah. She is awesome. You got anything else there? Um, Street profits are back. Okay. Angelo Dawkins looked real skinny. He did, right? Looked real skinny. Looks yeah. like, looks like he's really gotten himself in some shape while uh, Montez was. He's nervous about back. them splitting Montez. He's like, I better be ready for this. I'll tell you what. I I know everyone loves Montez Ford. I kind of like Angelo Dawkins better. I think there's sometimes with Montez Ford where really? he's just a little too over the top for me. Oh, he's phenomenal, like, man. He's great. I mean, look, there's no. He's a freak and, athlete. And he's they got great the, in the TV ring. show starting with him and Bianca. I mean, he's really his awesome. personality sometimes is like too ramped up. I'm like, all right, I, I, I get it. I, I like Angelo Dawkins, and now he looks like he's in great shape. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, but I think that was it from Raw. So let's move on to SmackDown. SmackDown opens the show again with the Bloodline, again with Solo not wearing the colors. Doesn't respond to any of the celebrating. Doesn't uh, hold up the one. Right. It's I, I think we're looking too much into it, but it could be them. These are these are little Easter eggs they're planted to try and draw you off a scent. Okay, that's fine. I like that stuff. Uh I I don't think there's anything to it. Maybe I'll wind up being wrong. And uh, but it's still more about praising Sammy. He's he, Sammy's feeling really oozy. All right. He loved yep. the praise he was getting from those guys. And it leads to it leads to the brawling brutes coming out, and we get Sammy Zayn versus Sheamus uh, early on in the night, where Sammy winds up getting the win with help from a super kick from Jay Uso. Sammy gets a huge win, big pop from the crowd. They love Sammy Zayn. Dude's totally over. Yeah, absolutely. And worth pointing out on the solo thing, with all that given, he still did his job. Right on the outside of the ring, he'd still yeah. made the save and beat the yeah. shit out of the brutes when there was the outside thing going on. So he did his job. So he's still look, he's still doing what the elder sent him to do. But yeah, Sammy, it, Sammy's the best. Their uh, behavior Sammy, though, Jay, Jay and Jimmy, like I said, they weren't out there. Like now that they're kind of all together, they're all on the same page. It's such a different demeanor with those guys mm-hmm. because they weren't like being super serious outside the ring the whole match. They were cheering on Sammy. They were like, they were cheerleaders throughout the entire match. And we haven't seen that from them. I don't know when. Well, we have from Jimmy. Right. We have not from Jay. Jay. Right. Yeah. Uh, I still, there's still part of it. Like when I watch Jay and I watch his interactions and him embracing Sammy, he still feels like it's like um, tough for him, which is, really? I got to say, Jay is, the Usos are great, but as an actor, Jay has taking yeah. himself above Jimmy in yeah. such an, an astronaut. Like Jimmy is good, but he's always smiling. Like even in the backstage segment where he's like, 
did did you confront Sammy about lying to you? Like, I didn't take it seriously because he still seems so nice and just so like he loves everything. Jay's acting ha- is just head and shoulders above right now, which is fine. Um, there's still part of me, not all the time, but there are parts of the segments where it feels like Jay is like uh conflict inflicted or conflicted internally where he's like all right i i do trust him and this is what the travel chief wants and he did save us at, at survivor series but like there's like this hesitation there still which is which is cool but the outside the outside the ring there and he obviously he made the save so it's a good match a lot took place on smackdown that was notable last night so i want to run through a few things here um that legato del fantasma promo the backstage, San- the, the, yeah. the, pre, the pre-tape thing? The vignette, yeah. yeah. You got Santos and Zelina sitting down, smoking cigars. You got the two homeboys. I don't know their names. Apologize. They're, you know. They're- Joaquin Wild and I'll, I'll, it'll come to me. I forgot the other one. Uh, that promo was great. And Zelina Vega, I mean, she is she is a stud. You know, it sucks. I don't, I don't remember the girl's name who, who they dropped and added Selena. When, when they joined SmackDown, but... I was actually just thinking about her last night. She calls her La Madrina, but I forgot well, what her name is. She, uh, But she's she was a big... She's big. She's like a powerhouse yeah. wrestler. Yeah. yeah, but this was very clearly the right move. Like, Zelina yeah. is so good with them. She lends them a lot of credibility, and I like hearing Santos speak, man, whenever he's talking. Very I'm good. Inter- I'm interested in what he's saying. I totally dug that backstage that that vignette that was good shit man it was it was really good they look awesome yeah. and i gotta point out one small thing from that vignette but it kept a streak alive that i'm keeping track of right now okay this is the third weekend somebody in wwe's writing staff or creative staff really associates poker with being successful and having money <laughs> this is the third week in a row where we've had either a poker game or a poker reference we didn't get JBL and Corbin playing poker, but during the Legato del Fantasma pre-package thing, there's just a random cutaway to a poker table and just someone collect- themselves playing collect- poker. collecting all the chips. Yeah, that's like, right. Like that means that these guys are successful because they're collecting all the chips. And by the way, two commercials promoing that next week on Raw, we will have a poker tournament. Okay. So we will have a month straight of poker on WWE television. Just want to point that out. Uh, it just because it involves uh, Legado del Fantasma, I, I want to let's, uh, you know, I was going to say let's skip till the end there, but I'll, I'll save what else I got for them because the, it was the main event. Uh, yeah. wh- what did you make of Bray Wyatt? I don't know what they always talking about. I mean, I'm, no. inter- I'm interested in whenever he's on the screen, but I, I, I don't know what he's talking about. My takeaway from the backstage, from that, l- the, his promo and his, uh, the pre, the pre, t- or whatever it was, was that there was music in the background and it made it way creepier and 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 it made the build of what he was saying like way more seem a lot cooler like it started low but then as it went on you could hear there was like they were playing music under him yeah that it it was was his instrumentals his music yeah Yeah. it built the tension of the promo where it was like i i want to just be normal i I don't want the demon to come out if it was me you know uh yeah i mean i think it's all leading to him like i like i've been 
you know, concerned about it. It's all leading to him just absolutely beating the shit out of. Well, they LA can't Knight. stretch that to Royal Rumble. Like that's going to be sometime this month. There's no. Yeah. Way. Well, well, notably, L.A. Knight not on the show. So I guess we'll we'll see where that leads. Uh, you know, his injuries are probably just. I mean, that guy. I mean, he's he's taking the beating over the last few weeks. So he needs. It's good that they gave him a week. I appreciate them giving my guy a week off. Let me speak to you. Yeah. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you, Bray. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe he's going to come back and join. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about either. He's going to be great. like Matt Hardy where they're going to feud and then they're going to be together. No way. No way. They're no, not going to no, be prob- pro- Probably not. I don't want them to be together because I want LA Knight to be the yep. champion of everything. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we'll see. I, I don't think that, I mean, Rumble is a long time. There's no pay-per-view. It is. This, it's there's almost no paper- two months from now. Well, and there's no show this month. Right. There's no show in December, so we have two months. It's Well, January it also 29th. means they're going to have some fire smackdowns and raws later this month because you're going to have to have some some yeah. feuds commence. Like, they're yep. going to have some really good shows in this holiday season. Yep. Hey, so you know every episode of Zaslow Show 2.0, and that includes It's Still Real to Me, which comes at you on the weekends. Our title sponsor always brought to us by Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys. You're dealing with any type of personal injury. Joey, if you fell down, you got hurt, I'm sending you to Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. Those are my guys. None of this has been possible without their support from day number one. Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, any kind of accident. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsor of all things Zaslow Show 2.0 from day number one also don't go anywhere guys coming up in a few minutes we'll tell you exactly how you can win tickets to see impact wrestling's winter warfare in pembroke pines next weekend friday and saturday night i'm going to give away three pairs of tickets all right so let's keep it moving here smackdown last night Shayna baszler versus emma uh i've always liked emma i'm glad she's back in the mix here how about those that th- emma's whole thing she lost to Shayna baszler that's not a big thing they got the romance storyline between her and her real life boyfriend, Mad Cat Moss. Did you? So last week you had Emma pumping up Mad Cat Moss before his loss to Karrion Cross. This week you have Mad Cat Moss pumping up Emma before her loss to Shayna Baszler. But did you notice that Emma, right before she gave him a kiss on the cheek, she called him Riddick? Do you yeah, think I did that? Notice, I noticed do you think that, that was on purpose where it's like, okay, she's being. Uh, uh, she's being, uh, you know, their relationship is at a place where she calls him by his real name, which we know is not his real name, but his real name. Or right. do you think she screwed it up and it's like, oh yeah, he's Madcap now. Or are they going away from Madcap? Like maybe they're just going maybe. back to, maybe they're just calling him Riddick. Like, yeah, because Madcap Mad is like a crazy person and he doesn't yeah. look so crazy right now talking to Emma. And it was him, and, that was when he was with Baron and he they were yeah. acting like they had all the money. And so maybe they're just- All right, so maybe he's back to Riddick. Maybe he's back to Riddick, but then uh, uh, Wade Barrett did call him Madcap when okay. she was coming out. Like uh, he said, he said Emma and Madcap look like they're getting awfully close lately. They don't have a real <laughs> handle on everyone's name. Is she Mi Chin? Is she Mia Yim? Is he yeah, Madcap? Is he Riddick? Uh, whatever. I, I, I will say I love. I do. I love Emma. I always thought she was really like good. And by the way, she is an absolute smoke show. But she's lost. She's debuted and lost twice now. Like what are we doing? Because it's just about the romance angle. That's all they care about. That's what it's oh, about. But that's what she you like. That's what she got brought back to WWE for to have a romance angle with her real life boyfriend. I think it's just what they're doing right now. You know. I, I mean, I guess. But the, the, but they could have done that and also like 
brought her back to like win some matches. Like they brought her back to just get absolutely destroyed twice. Well, the only point in this segment though, no Ronda Rousey this week. Thank God. I think everyone was able, I think everyone was looking for a break from Ronda to be perfectly honest with you. Boy, she was terrible at, at survivor series, but the whole point in this segment was twofold and they accomplished both. Number one, Shayna Baszler looked like a badass. And number two, they're setting up Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda, presumably for Royal Rumble. Yeah, and I and I think it accomplished both those things, but I also think it hurt like Shayna's so much better than Ronda. Like I don't even think it's particularly close. And I like that they're together because I think it I actually think I know this is crazy. I think Shayna in the world of professional wrestling elevates Ronda. I don't I think, think it's crazy. I think, I think it's crazy. I mean, and I think she just makes her gimmick better because Shayna is so much better. Shayna is also and, excellent on the microphone. I don't, I don't think it's crazy what you said. And she looks like a legit badass. Yeah. I mean, we know that Ronda Rousey is a legit. And you could tell she takes it seriously. Like, I don't know how serious yeah. Ronda takes it anymore. I really don't. Yeah, so I thought the whole thing was really good, and I it makes me want to see Shayna more. Like for those who watched Shayna Baszler in NXT, she is undeniable she as a top woman in the company. She might be yeah. the greatest women's champion of all time, NXT. Yeah, she she was incredible, and she still has that in her. If and it looks like we're trending towards Triple H just letting her do her thing, which is what it seems like he's letting all his former NXT people do. But it tell you it what almost, elimination chamber is coming up again in February. That's of course where Shayna kind of like made her debut with WWE mm-hmm. and she ran through the entire gauntlet. Like I hope she's in that match again so she could do something similar. Yeah, I mean, do do, do you think that it's all ultimately leading to her and and Ronda breaking up and fighting at WrestleMania? I don't know. I mean, something something along those lines, because I always wanted to see them do the four hor- the I real think, four horsemen. That's I think that's most likely coming before any kind of Ronda Shayna split. But you can't really do what, the four horsemen what? thing. You Wait, got what? no. Yeah, well, 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 uh, Je- I don't think Jessamine Duke is in WWE anymore. She's and not. the other and uh, Marina Shafir. Uh, Marina Shafir is in AEW. Right. Yes. Yeah, so they're not going to do that. Right. I know. But I always wanted to see them versus the four horsewomen of yeah, WWE. Right, right. I think that everybody always wanted to see that, and we never got it. Right. But I don't know. All I know is it doesn't help Ronda when she's not there. Like, it helps her to have. And, and everyone can see that Shayna is so much better. Shayna is just so on her own, so is such better. a badass. Like, yeah. would you have been, like, to me, it would it be entirely plausible for her to have gone back in the ring and fought all three of those women at once and kicked all their asses. I, I could have seen it happening and I would have ha- I would have enjoyed it. I would not have enjoyed it if Ronda did that. <laughs> like I just there's just something about it that Shayna's just like better. I said, we I think we all needed a, a week or so off from Ronda Rousey. Uh yeah. in case you were wondering what Lacey Evans is up to, she's getting back to basics. They are, <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> they are repackaging her for the uh, 25th time. I, I, well, they're they're repack. Like, what's the word to say that they're just pa- packaging her back to what she was? Like, but, she's, I, but I guess like it, it, so she was she the military Doesn't she look girl. different in the promo? Doesn't she look a little different in the promo too? Well, like, because the, the last video? military angle that she was doing was as a heel who is underappreciated and also still looking super sexy. This version looks like she's going to be babyface military girl who's super tough and, you know, doesn't take any shit from anyone. Uh-huh. And they're dropping the whole kind of sexy bit from her, mm. I, guess. I guess. To me, 
All of and I like Lacey Evans, but to me, it just meant like, man, they're they're just throwing shit against the wall and hoping something sticks. Yeah, the the first zoom in they did in the vignette of her face, I didn't think it was her. She looked different. I thought it was Michelle McCool. She looked like I thought. No, it was, her. <laughs> which uh, I know it's her, but it, there was something. She just looked totally different. But I don't know. Yeah, hey, she's back to basics. Uh, I dug Kofi Kingston and Gunther. I mean, it was just a match for the sake of having a match. It's cool. Well, it's so that we can find out that Kofi's the first official entrance into the Royal Rumble. What was what is that? Did I miss that? Yeah, the backstage. He did a backstage segment, right? With, um, with the, the be- No, no, but it, the beginning of it was just him being interviewed. Oh, and you he know said, what? I missed the very beginning. What did he say? He said, I'm here to announce that I'm the first entrance into this year's Royal Rumble. Oh, he's Entr- not number one. No, no, he's- like uh, he's oh, the first okay, official okay. person okay. that's in gotcha, the Royal Rumble. Gotcha. I mean, gotcha. he could be number one. I, I misunderstood. Know, okay. Yeah. yeah why yeah, would you he- offer to be a number one? Unless yeah. you're Roman Reigns 2016 Royal yeah. Rumble and Mr. McMahon makes you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they, but then Imperium showed up and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I did like how Gunther pops on the screen and goes, You're going to fight me tonight. And Kobe's like, Okay. Yeah. But just hiding off the side of the screen the whole time, just hiding. <laughs> yeah, that was Kofi's. Yeah, Kofi's great. Also, I don't know if you noticed this, and also you weren't a big WCW guy, so I I, I'm not. It's not as a little boy, right? That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I mean, you. I, well, maybe I guess. Yeah, you would have. Pro- so, anyway, little boy, I'm talking the '80s. Okay, so you were in the '90s, which yeah. means you noticed what Kofi was doing at the beginning of the match. When so they went to commercial. Kofi's in the ring when they come back from commercial. Kofi was doing the Wonderkind Alex oh, Wright dance, okay, okay. and he said it. They they caught it on the camera. It's like that's Alex Wright. I know you guys know who Alex Wright is. <laughs> He's like I, yelling I like at Imperium. That they talk about other stuff, man. Yeah, it, good. They, when yeah, that, he was doing he was oh, doing yeah. that that dance and yelling because what was he was German, right? And and Gunther yes. is German, so he was like, yes, I know you know yes. you know who Alex Wright is. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, uh, damage control comes out now. And like I said, well, I'm, well I, by the way, just want to point out in that match, Red Pants Braun shows up just to continue that he's not done with Imperium just yet. So uh, I'm really digging damage control this week. I thought they had a really good week. And I think this is another example of the little things mattering. And they came out and it kind of, you know, I think a complaint that I've had other people have had is. I don't really know how these three mix together. They don't look like they're like a team. And the little things matter sometimes where, yes, they had a really strong Monday with the whole Becky Lynch stuff. You're on the screen with Becky Lynch. Everyone's going to look good. But then yesterday, they all come out. All three of them are wearing the same gear. They're wearing the same colors. And all three of their hair is the same. It's dark and pink. Bailey, EO, Dakota. And the three of them come out. It's like, all right, they, they look like a unit. You know, I and little stuff like that, I think, matters sometimes. I thought damage control had a really good week. Like I'm starting to take them a little bit more serious because of, you know, subtle things like that can make a difference sometimes. I feel like, all right, these girls. And also, I mean, Dakota Kai has been an MVP. We talked about that. earlier. Right. Yep. She's, yeah. She's terrific, especially last night, especially on SmackDown. The whole time Bailey was talking, she's just over there over her shoulder, just like mumbling and whatever talking to herself yeah like i i I really dig her uh tegan knox returns to Mm -hmm. fight off damage control Liv morgan comes down one two three you against one that seems fair because she's very hardcore now uh and Mm -hmm. tegan knox comes down to help her with very little reaction from the crowd which i would expect we've talked about this before you know it's a very family oriented crowd in attendance at WWE shows, 
most of them are not going to know Tegan Knox necessarily from NXT. But a lot of people watching like myself, I know Tegan Knox. I was happy to see her back. She's got a she's got a new look, so I dug that as well. And again, referencing things in the past and not hiding from it, Michael Cole, excellent job. Because the first thing that I thought of when Tegan Knox runs down to the ring, it's like, oh, her and Dakota Kai used to be best friends. Dakota Kai turned on her at the first ever War Games. The war games that yeah. was a thing. And Michael Cole made sure he referenced. There's a history there between Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, and it certainly looks like they're going to revisit that now. So I really dig that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you think that means? Does this mean it's going to be Liv and Tegan Knox against the other against EO and Dakota for the title? Like, is that their next thing? Maybe I, I like the only thing I just didn't totally get was like, what is Liv's? Where does Liv fall in all this? I like I get the Tegan. Well, maybe that's I, what and, it is. They don't have a. They don't have any challengers right now for the right. title. So maybe that's what it is right now. Yeah, and 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 to your point on Tegan Knox, this has been my only. I don't know if I'd call it a criticism with all of the returns that like I think it's great that Triple H is bringing back all these NXT people that were great in NXT. I think he's bringing back people we trust. Um, but the way they're being brought back sometimes leaves something to be desired because, like you said, a lot of people don't know who they are. But so what else, like, how else are you gonna de- how else are you gonna bring back Tegan Knox? I think you don't bring back Tegan Knox. You introduce Tegan Knox to like. There's a there's kind of a like there was no Tegan Knox returns. There was no vignettes. There was no like nothing so that the the common crowd who doesn't know it's just like yeah. I would say girl, most of them had no idea who Tegan Knox. This was. random person just saved and like the especially the people in the crowd like you said who don't know who she is. Yeah. What are they thinking? Yeah. Like they're like who who. Yeah. Huh? What? So that's the only – it's not a huge criticism because it's good that they're all coming back because the people that he's brought back for the most part are pretty great. Um, but the other interesting thing is like damage control was built off of the fact that like Bailey picked handpicked these two girls who were looked over and now she's giving them their shot. But now every week another NXT person who was looked over uh, is coming back and getting their shot. So it kind of like contradicts what damage control is. like. Mia Yim's back now. Tegan Knox is back now. Emma's back now. There's all these women that are coming back that got looked over, and the whole basis of damage control was, you two have been looked over. Let me lead you. Uh, so there's, I don't know. It's a little weird, but it's cool. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, the main event last night was the finals of the World Cup tournament, which I think was a big time success. Uh, they capitalized Fox on the whole World Cup going on with a World Cup tournament of their own. Every competitor is from a different country, essentially. I thought it was it, it was a great tournament, not only because we got a great final last night, but the guy who ended up winning the whole thing was who no one picked. I mean, from the get-go, I thought, all right, this is tailor-made for Braun Strowman, even though we are eventually going to be led toward Braun Strowman versus Gunther. Maybe that's a Royal Rumble match. Maybe that's why they stayed away from Braun winning right now, because that title fight's going to come up soon, and maybe they want to delay that to the Royal Rumble, because that, that is a big fight feel, Braun Strowman mm-hmm. versus Gunther. I thought Braun Strowman was going to win the whole time, and then going into this match last night, both you and me, was, yeah, Santos Escobar is winning this. Number one, uh, Ricochet is just kind of there, really, for the last couple of years. And also, we've seen Ricochet and Gunther. Great match, but we've already seen it. Yeah. And that final was fantastic last night the crowd was really into it and i guess the direction that they decided to go was yeah they want babyface versus heel for the intercontinental title and that's what you got yeah i also i also thought we would get like two great 
two of the best up and coming factions against each other, Legato and Imperium. That kind of made sense to me too. Well, how about this though? Uh, and I don't, I don't know if when they're ever going to do something like this. But again, Zelina Vega, and this is where she really shows her value. You know, where mentioned Bloodline. She was on commentary and hinting at Legato coming after the Bloodline. That was really good stuff. And and when and when it's our time, I'm going to wear my heels so that they can hear me coming like yeah. that. That was good <laughs> shit. I like that. I hope they eventually yeah, visit that. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all, we're way far yeah. away from that, but. Fair enough, like fair play. And they're, I think they're good enough to eventually, they probably have to add one more person, I would think. But well, actually, I guess we never know. Like, what, who, I would say we're at least a year from something like that happening. And who knows what the bloodline will be in a year. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's awesome that they did it. Ricochet is going to lose. The only, again, the, the reason, the only issue I have with this, the way they're booking this, and it's, I'll bring this up when we talk about AEW too, is I'm not a huge fan of having a whole tournament to crown a number one contender when we already know who the next number one contender is when it's brought like you have this whole world cup tournament to to crown a number one contender but but gunther's next feud is already set up yeah, so it's I like mean, in our opinion i mean they haven't made that cut and dry you and i know that's the direction that they're going in but i i really think it's about they have to stall it somehow to get that right. match to roll rump that that's a royal rumble match it is yeah, it's not, it's that, not there's no pay per view this month. This is the yeah. issue. There's no premium yeah. live event this month. So everything, it's like when they do these matches? When do these matches happen? Right? Yep. So. They gotta delay it. But uh, I'm okay with it. It's fine. It's whatever. Uh, let's move on to AEW. But first, here's what I want to do. All right, I got three pairs of tickets to give away for Impact Wrestling this coming Friday and Saturday. All right, and uh, it's gonna be for either show. Not giving away tickets for both nights. It'll be for one or the other. Uh, I'll let you know. But here's what we're going to do. If you were listening to Brian Myers on Zaslow Show 2.0 this week, if you haven't, go back and listen to it. It was on Thursday's show. Or you can go to YouTube.com slash Show and just the interview is right there, me and Brian Myers. All right. Brian Myers mentioned which WrestleMania got him hooked on pro wrestling as a child. Which WrestleMania made him fall in love with pro wrestling. So if you if you watched it, you know. If you didn't watch it, go back and watch it right now. You're listening to It's Still Real to Me right now. The first three DMs I get at Zaslow Show, the first three direct messages I get that tell me the answer to that question, which was the first WrestleMania that made Brian Myers fall in love with pro wrestling. I'm going to set you guys up, you and a guest, a pair of tickets for Impact Wrestling this coming Friday and Saturday. So the, right now, go right now. The first three DMs I get with the correct answer. That's a good way of doing it, right, Joey? Yeah, they're lucky that I can't be there because I know the answer and I would have DM'd you already. I'm going to go too. All right. Me and my son, we're going to go as well. That's not count as one of those three. All right. Uh, I'm like the fourth pair, if you will. All right. So the first three DMs go message me right now and, uh, and we'll set you up. All right. So AEW dynamite on Wednesday, uh, Moxley opens up the show. We're all waiting for MJF. We're going to hear from MJF. We didn't hear from the previous week, but Moxley opens the show. And I guess out of nowhere, right. Hangman page comes out. And I dug this because I don't need Moxley looking like a total badass against everyone that he's in the ring with uh, during every promo segment. Hangman comes out there. He doesn't need to say anything. And they just start going at it. And I found it believable. I'm like, yeah, Hangman's a super tough guy. I can buy him kicking Moxley's ass. So Cowboy I dug- shit, baby. Yeah, so I dug this opening segment. I was into it. I like it, first of all, from the standpoint of I'm just happy to see Hangman because his yeah. injury was very scary. Like when he got hurt, it was 
very it was one of those moments and of well, just concussion is that what they're calling it, it? Look, i think it's just a concussion but if you remember he was out like he went limp in the ring yeah. like it was a bad situation and we i mean you know we have we don't we, we see these from time to time where you're like shit like this is why wrestling is dangerous mm-hmm. and you don't know you know they have the adam cole we don't know if adam cole's gonna wrestle again because of concussions like that's up in the air we don't know if big e's gonna wrestle again because of his injury so it's just good to see someone who had a really bad situation be back. Also, Adam Page is awesome. The fans fucking love him. Mm-hmm. And he's one of these so, quote-unquote homegrown AEW guys that needs to be towards the top for them to continue to grow and be interesting. So, I'm, And if Moxley's still going to be around, I thought he was going to take time off. If he's not going to take time off, then let's have him clearly him in. Let's have him and Hangman just beat the shit out of each other for a while. Uh, that's good. Can I tell you, uh, it doesn't happen all that often. You had Brian Danielson versus Dax Harwood. I love seeing Dax Harwood in single matches. He's awesome. I think he's Great. awesome. He's I, awesome. I mean, FTR obviously. FTR is great, awesome. Yeah. But I really dig the rare occasion that we see Dax Harwood in single matches. And I thought this match was awesome, man. Yeah, it was. I. Again, you mentioned this a while, even though it didn't open the show, you mentioned this about AEW that they love like either at the top or either to start the show or at the very top, just have like a badass match. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and it, it was, and they actually like bookended this episode with complete opposite types, but also just two like badass, awesome wrestling matches. I'll tell you, Um, and not that, not that Dax Harwood is not a tough guy, but it's gotta be such a pain in the ass to be in that ring with Brian Danielson. Yeah, I mean, just just yeah. a massive pain in the ass to have to wrestle. Right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Be, a, like, I guess he's... it's probably fun. He's awesome. You're gonna have a great match, and it's like you're gonna take a beating, man. Yeah, I mean, of, but uh, of the type of guys who probably enjoy it, like Dax, seems like a, he's at the top of the list. Uh, by the way, one one thing that I forgot to mention about uh, that I learned in the opening segment, and I don't know if you knew this, so I'm just gonna make sure I want to make make it clear. There's only three things that are constant in life death taxes and john moxley so i just i wasn't sure if you knew that i learned that this week on AEW programming i just want to make sure everybody understood is that a that. taz line no that's a john moxley line he it was said a moxley that. line he said that in his promo right. um and i and i'm glad that i know that now there's a three constants so just, just want to point that out what did you make of uh all right let's let's get to mjf segment there's a lot that happened here all right so much we there's could talk we could have a happened. whole episode on this on this yeah the, the first thing that 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 i'll bring up is what do you make of the of the new triple b all right the burberry it. belt it's awesome it's all it's i think it's I mean, always it's... a good heel move when you change the belt like brian danielson when, when he, he changed did, like, the belt to the hemp belt. Yeah, the environmentally conscious yeah. belt. Yeah, like, that belt it, sucks, it, man. Uh, yeah. It's always a good heel move when you change the belt. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't want the belt that, you know, all the other people have worn. They're not on my level. I need my own belt. So you like the belt. I like the belt. Very good. Uh, this, I know, got a lot of people going on the internet where it's kind of his shtick now, MJF, where he references... WWE and the bidding war for 2024. We're a year away. But Jolly okay. Saint Nick. Saint Nick and and uh and the trips. game trips. All right. Yep. Does it bother you that we're referencing WWE? And he's the champion though of AEW. Like, is is there is it one thing to reference the competition where it's like, hey, 
you know, you better start treating me as such here. I want a title shot. I should be the champion as opposed to now I am the top dog and I'm still referencing the competition. You care? No, no not at all. I mean, I think in a very in a similar way to we talk about how we love that WWE is now like they're not afraid to reference other companies and other but they'll things. Ne- but on. they never reference AEW. Never ever. Like they'll reference other companies for things that happened in the past, but they never ever reference AEW. Yeah. I I mean, I have no problem with it. I I I just don't I mean, I if Tony I I, I what I would love to know is like does Tony Khan know these that this is going to happen? I think so. I think so. The only part that worries me is, you know, if I, let's say I'm someone who just started watching AEW. All right. I'm just starting to take notes. But, and their champion is constantly referencing the other promotion. Uh, like, is that because the other promotion's better and that's really where he wants to be? I mean, why wouldn't he want to be where he is right now? He's the champion. Like, if I'm a new viewer for AEW, that might pop into my head. Like, I get it. You get it. We've been watching for a while. But if I'm a new viewer, why is their champion talking about maybe he'd rather be in a different promotion? That part, I think, can be a little bit weird. Yeah, I guess. But also, I guess if you're a new viewer, you probably don't even catch on to Like, how many casual viewers even know what he's saying when he says St. Nick? There's not a lot of people out there who know who Nick Khan is. Like, they definitely know the game. Like, you're, you're going to know who that is. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, it doesn't worry me a ton. Especially, and I'll, and I'll bring this up now, the fact that this segment didn't open or close the show. It was just kind of like in the middle of the show. I think which, it was the end of hour number one. I think it was at the turn of the hour, which is yeah, important. Which is a, an important quarter hour of the show. It is if you know that's when it's going to be. Uh, I, I just the way the site will get to the, the way it ended. I just thought it was an end of show moment, but or or a beginning of the show moment. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so. So he calls out Danielson and Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks And Eddie is, Kingston. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. like that. I'm not a huge Fake Eddie Kingston. Fake tough guys. Fake tough guys like Eddie Kingston. I'm not a huge Eddie Kingston guy, but I I, I like when he's out there. Because I, I feel like there's an element of real to it when he's yeah. out there. So I, yes. I like that. He, I don't he, think I'm, much I'm, of him as a wrestler, but when he's out there, I feel like, all right, I don't know what the hell is about to happen. Yeah, I'm not huge on him like everybody else is. Like yeah. the AEW hardcore AEW fans fucking love the guy. Yeah, but I, he's I fine. don't feel that way. Yeah. yeah, he's fine. But I like when he's out there. Yeah. But uh I feel like we're setting up and Ricky Starks is obviously he's next in line because he he won the tournament, right? But it, it feels like the the big the big feud is gonna be Danielson, uh, especially with how the segment ended like they're they're leading toward like a huge program right maybe not right now maybe not in the immediate aftermath but mm. we, we are clearly leading toward a huge uh program between danielson and mjf right well yeah and we'll i'll take it back to last week right last week we were talking about how like what is Dan, what is brian danielson talking about with moxley but if you go back to the promo from last week he mentioned Please don't do this. He has a brain, a brain right, bleed, right, right? right? That's so. That's and, what it was all about. And then now MJF hits him in the yeah. in the head. He's out. Daniel Bryan comes or Brian Danielson comes out. Um, and I, you know, the interesting thing about this, and I didn't put this in big dirt because I knew we were going to be talking about this segment. How, do you have you heard of like? I believe, yeah. That this was writing Regal off of AEW forever. Like, I, think I don't know, done. man. I, I don't know. I know the rumor out there is that he's going back to WWE and apparently his deal is up this month. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I buy that because AEW has done a really good job at making you think one thing and it ends up being the other. Like 
weren't we all led to totally believe that Malachi Black is done with AEW? Like he was done. It was over. He was gone. He's leaving. And the next thing you know, okay, he only wanted a month off. And now House of Black mm-hmm. was back on television on AEW. They, I, I think they're pretty good at making you think one thing and it's just not true. So I know that's the hot rumor out there that mm. William Regal is going back to WWE. I don't know if I buy that. And Triple H tweeted that video before war games of, of Steven, yeah. of, of William. They called it Shivani called, called him Steven and then caught himself. Yeah. I just did it too. Um, of William Regal uh, saying war games. So I think that puts some fuel to the fire. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, what Regal would do in WWE at this point, unless they're going to put him as the GM of like NXT again, which he was great. NXT, yeah, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's clear that this is where it's headed, right? Uh, I mean, we have to do the Ricky Starks thing, and by the way, like again, we can we don't even have to get into this, but like this again, this whole like double booking number one contender thing. Next week on Dynamite, they're doing the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Uh, battle oh, royal okay. for number one contender. So there will be another number one contender before we even get the Ricky. Stark I like it. I think if man. you're the champion, you got a bullseye, and there's a bunch of guys that are coming after you. I like that. I'm okay with. That. Well, there's always a. I mean, but if you're the champion, everyone's coming after you. But the, I don't know. Just so he's kinda... not going to be in it. Then obviously, doesn't he always win it? Who MJF? Uh, I think so. But no, yeah, he can't be in it because no, it's for... not gonna be in it. Yeah. So, right. but um. I don't know. I just thought, think that's weird. But yeah, it's definitely leading toward. Were you well, surprised good. with him turning? It, were you surprised with him landing the blow on Regal? Did you see it coming? No, I, I didn't see it coming, but I thought, it, well, it was we, It was interesting the way he was referencing certain things and he insulted Moxley. I love that he got him from behind the head. That was yeah, the move. I love it. It was really good. And the way afterwards he said, uh, he the way he basically like turned Regal's email he on He recited him the old like, email. That was awesome. But he was like, yep. dear, dear Mr. Regal, yep. MJF no longer works with anyone but top talent. Please reach back out to us when you are one. Sincerely, your world Sincerely. champion, yeah. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. That yeah, was, it, that, was, that, was, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, the other two small things <laughs> that I will point out about this segment. MJF refers to himself as Mystic Max, which is important for because it's not the first time he's done it. And for those of you who know where that's from, Conor McGregor calls himself Mystic Mac when he, when he predicts it, he's always called himself Mystic Mac because he predicts his fights. I like it. Okay. Number two, and AEW tweeted out a picture zoomed in of MJF's suit. The pinstripes on his suit said better than you. Yeah. What is that a reference to? Conor McGregor's suit. When he was doing his press conferences with Floyd Mayweather, oh, the pinstripes, yeah. the pinstripes said "fuck you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. MJF's keeping that hope alive. That's good. Stuff. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but he's trying. He's uh, trying. Give me some thoughts here, and then we'll get to big dirt, not big dirt. Give me some thoughts here on the elites. The elite cut the 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 series lead against Death Triangle to two one last night. Give me some thoughts. Great match, fun match. I thought it'd be cooler if they were down three zero. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega. I thought it had been too predictable if they're down 3-0. I like that the elite. Yeah. Kenny Omega gets on the on the um on the mic and says it's gonna be a reverse sweep. I'm not sure if that's how that works, but um he says they're gonna now win four in a row. I'm assuming it's still gonna go seven, but yeah, that's fine. Now we get a week off, which is good. They're not fighting again for two. They're not on dynamite next week, they're on the following week at winter is coming. 
Um, so fine, but it was good. It's fun. Also, can I'm, we, I'm can we find something better to do for my girl, Jade Cargill than bow? Wow. I mean, it's she came out, she came out looking like a million bucks, literally. Uh, she, I mean, she, besides that, she is gorgeous. She just looks like a big time star. Can we have her doing something other than back and forth with bow? Wow. Come on. Come it's on. really bad. It's yeah. I'm not, into I, it. I hate it. I actually genuinely really truly dislike it i really i'm not into it and i also i also want to make note uh i liked jamie Hayter, the women's champion mad that soraya has a sit down coming up with renee paquette so she has demanded her own sit down next week with tony shivani yeah i like that and uh i mean uh, the only other thing ruby soho's back which i which for some people is a big deal doesn't really do much for me there's no reason that AEW. AEW's history with Ruby Soho does not lead me to believe it's a big deal. Well, sure. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. But, you know, uh, actually, in my notes, I wrote Ruby Soho is back. Yawn. Yeah, I, I like Ruby Soho, but based it's on fun. the way AEW's used, right? Okay, so, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't care. Uh, um, but, yeah, I, well, I just want to, before we move, do Big Dirt, not Big Dirt, just real quick, Rampage like quietly all of a sudden had like all this big stuff happen last night, which I, neither of us really watched it consistently. I I think it was also, it was also pre-taped. So maybe we could have known this ahead of time, but like, first of all, Darby Allen fights a singles match on his own without sting. Good. Hey, Hey, and pre-taped segment, like a little backstage vignette, Darby Allen challenges Samoa Joe for the TNT title happening next, happening next week on dynamite. All right. Good. Now the strange thing about that is that, Separately on the show, another backstage pre-tape segment with Juice Robinson, who is now in AEW, who was formerly in, in NXT, is part of the Bullet Club in New Japan, also challenging Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor television t- title. So now it'll be Juice Robinson versus Samoa Joe at Final Battle, uh, you know, a f- just a few days later. A little weird that there's two pre-tape vignette segments challenging Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, I guess, is the is a big deal. Um, acclaimed, very cool in-ring segment where they basically, uh, you know, it's announced that they'll fight FTR next week for the tag team titles. Um, Hikaru Shida will defend her title next week Her from some random company that I've yeah, never heard what, of. What belt does she have? I, I don't know. She has two belts, I think, from other companies. I don't know. Um... And then Orange Cassidy has a lumberjack match for his title with QT Marshall. That ends up with him in the back. The lumberjacks are brawling. House of Black shows up again and beats the shit out of everyone. So that what was happened cool. with Danhausen? Was he a lumberjack? Yes, he was a lumberjack. He was right. a lumberjack. Him and and uh hey, Danhausen. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, I think Sant or Ortiz, I think it was Ortiz, was one of the lumberjacks. And House of Black was going to, you know, attack him. And Malachi Black stopped them from attacking him and made them attack somebody else. All right. So I wonder what that means. I don't know. All right. But I know it's just a lot of stuff like went down. Next week's Dynamite, by the way, you had Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe for the TNT title. You get the Acclaimed versus FTR for tag titles. You have Jade Cargill fighting on in a tag match. You have MJF, an MJF segment, so the world champs on it. You have to sit down with Jamie Hayter, and you have the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal. That's, that's, a, a, that's a, a big night. That's a pay-per-view. That's a, and by the way, AEW struggles to put this much content into two hours, so I'll be interested to see if it like flows. 
But that's a lot of shit that's for a, big a two show. hour dynamite. You get a lot, a lot of picture in picture, people. I hope you like it. Let's uh, give me the dirt, man. Let's do big dirt, not big dirt. What do we got this week, man? All right. So FTR's contract. Speaking of FTR, we talked a lot about them because they're awesome. Uh, it's reportedly up in 2023, and uh-huh. apparently they're considering taking the year off from major companies and just like bouncing around from promotion to promotion, just doing shit they like. They're going big like dirt the, or not like, big They're dirt. going like the Matt Cardona route. That's what yeah, they're going to do. Reported. That's what they're thinking about. So uh, I'm I'm going not big dirt because I don't like it. I I want them to be committed to one of the the top promotions there, and so that I I know when I could see them, so I could see them each week. I could see them going back WWE by the way. All right. That well, I was gonna say I I like I almost like it because I think it gives them a year off to be out of people's thought, and then they come back to WWE. Okay, I'm going not big dirt though. Okay. Uh, all right. So the so we talked about what could happen at Mania. And it sounds like the rumors are heating up and there's no backstage. There's not apparently there's not a backstage commitment. There's not a firm plan, but the rumors are heating up that we that uh, good old Dewey will be back at the Rumble and will win the Rumble to set up a, a match with Roman Reigns. The Rock returning. Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. I'm going not Big Dirt because I don't like it. Uh, I don't think there's any reason. You already have a built in story for The Rock to challenge Roman Reigns. You know, The Rock, he, you, if you win Royal Rumble, you want to win the championship. There's no reason for The Rock, for Dwayne Johnson, the number one movie star in the world, to want to be the WWE champion. There is reason for The Rock to try and prove to Roman Reigns that he is the head of the table. It's a built-in story. You don't need to win the Royal Rumble to have Rock challenge Roman Reigns. So I hope, I, I hope that's not the direction that they're going in. I don't like Rock winning the Royal Rumble. I mean, it'd be, like if it, if it would happen, it'd be fun, and I'll, I'll cheer. It'll be, it'll be great. But I think it's completely unnecessary. That story's already there. I hope someone else wins. Yeah, but the only problem is, if you're going to do Rock Roman, it has to be at Mania. Yeah. But the the winner of Rumble fights the champion at Mania, and there's only one champion. Maybe so, maybe Roman fights two nights. I don't know. Yeah, maybe possible. fights two nights. Maybe it's possible. Um, all right. Speaking of Roman. So he was off TV both days this week, and I don't know if this is linked. Maybe it's just they were keeping him off TV, but he's apparently he's suffering from a legit, like, real injury from right, Survivor right, right. Series, from yeah. War Games. Kevin Owens slapped him. It might be a, a, a ruptured eardrum. Right. Apparently, he was not very happy after the match with what KO did. They're saying it's like kind of blown over, but some people maybe not sure. But he he's apparently he is actually legit hurt. Big dirt, not big dirt. The tribal chief ruptured eardrum. I'm actually going not big dirt. It's not ballet. You know, guys are going to get hurt. Things are going to happen. And I think it's probably overblown that there's heat between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. These are two super professional dudes who, you know, really care about the business and their work. So the idea that Roman Reigns uh, uh, is not going to understand that sometimes there's going to be injuries and he's going to be angry at Kevin Owens when besides the end of that match was freaking fire. Uh, I don't buy it. I think there's a lot to do about nothing there, so I'm going nothing. All right, and I'll, I'll end it. I'll end it here. It's a little bit smaller news, but I think it's interesting because we talk about NXT guys getting their shot to come back that Triple H likes. It looks like Eric Young was written off Impact TV this week. They, and they actually reportedly... murdered him. They yeah. killed him. Yeah, uh, and is reportedly returning to WWE soon. Yeah, which I think you know. I personally, I like Eric Young. I met him. Uh, I, at Big CBS Sports, fan. Hey, huge fantasy guy. He did our fantasy uh, 
uh, marathon when I was there. Big Dirt, not a Big Dirt. Eric Young getting a second shot potentially at WWE. Well, I'm going Big Dirt because I don't know of a wrestler being murdered off of television. He was murdered. I, well, Vince I McMahon was murdered when they blew up his car. I don't. I don't remember it happening otherwise. Yeah. So I'm I'm going big dirt. That was crazy. It was like a well, what do you what do you consider murder. getting what do you consider getting buried alive? I mean, yeah, like AJ Styles is back after the Boneyard match. Like he was buried in the Boneyard. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. Uh, great job, Joey. Uh, looking forward to giving away some tickets for Impact Wrestling, and we'll talk to you next Saturday, man. All right. Thanks. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba? That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies. For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.